It is Susie Ashworth here, and I have a question for you. Would you like to get a copy of my Sunday Times best-selling book, Infinite Receiving, Crack the Code to Conscious Wealth Creation for free? If so, listen up. I am on the biggest of missions. It is my desire that this book gets into the hands of 100,000 humans, which is such a crazy number. It's something like 0.4% of all books that have ever been created will ever sell 100,000 copies. So we are aiming big and I'm here for it and I want you to be here for it too. So part of our vision is to make it as easy as possible for you to get hold of this book, for you to share this book with your friends. And so guess what? You can get the book for free. I will pay for it for you. All you need to do is just pay the postage. Yes, you heard that correctly. And what's going to happen when you receive your free book is that I am also going to give you the Infinite Receiving Hypno Activation. So this is designed to work alongside the meditations that you receive in the book. And I want to kickstart your ability to receive more infinitely now. So you get that with the Hypno Activation. You will also receive the exclusive five-week course that I created to celebrate the launch of Infinite Receiving, the book. And so what you will find is in this condensed course, which actually it's six weeks because I've included a Q&A session, which is amazing. What you will find in those weeks is a real deep dive into what I teach in the book. So the value of that is £497. It is amazing. It was such a joy to deliver. And on top of that, you are going to receive 21 days complimentary access to the Infinite Receivers Members Club. So not only am I releasing trainings in there every single month, so depending on what point you join the membership, there will be months and months of trainings that you will be able to access for free in those 21 days. And I also have a channel called Daily Devotion, where I come in every single day and leave you a training. Sometimes it's in the morning, sometimes it's in the evening, sometimes it's in the afternoon. But That training is designed to inspire you, to remind you, to be an anchor for the mindset that you need to have, the lens that you get to look at the world through in order to amplify, elevate, and accelerate your receiving journey. Yeah, it's absolutely wild. You get all of this for free when you say yes to getting the free book. Like literally all you have to do is pay for postage. So I couldn't make it any easier. And what I want you to do is for you to grab a book and for you to tell a friend to grab a book. Let's get this into 100,000 hands. 
And all you need to do to claim your free book is go to susieashworth.com forward slash book for free. That easy. So susieashworth.com forward slash book for free to claim your brand new free copy of Infinite Receiving. Crack the code to conscious wealth creation and finally manifest your dream life. Yeah, I'm not even going to try to uh, like hit the top of the cadence, but I am going to try. So I am going to just, I'm going to keep lifting up my heels because they talk about when you get tired, everybody just wants to push and actually you need to lift up your heels. So that's what I'm going to do. And I did it and I stayed on the bike and I got a personal best and I got a personal best. Welcome to the Limitless Life Experience podcast with me, your host, Susie Ashworth. I'm a mum of three, seven-figure serial entrepreneur, Hay House author, international keynote speaker, quantum transformation and embodiment coach, and believer in miracles. My superpower is helping conscious leaders like you create six-figure breakthroughs in your business fast so that you can expand into limitless living and being part of the tidal wave of positive impact that we want to create around the world. In this space, you will hear me talk all about wealth, yourself, spirit and impact. This is the Limitless Life Experience. Hello, hello, you gorgeous human being. It is Susie Ashworth here, and I am so excited to be able to welcome you to this episode of the Limitless Life Experience podcast. And I got the vibe, vibe, vibe. Was it R. Kelly that sang that song? I shouldn't really be singing that, should I? Please do not hold that slight error of judgment singing that song to you live on the podcast against me. But I am feeling the vibe. Why? Because tomorrow I am leaving on a jet plane. Oh my God. Am I like, I am like a frustrated musical theatre actress, aren't I? Like, I just, I don't know. When I am feeling the feels, I just want to sing and dance. Life is not a musical, but we can do our best to make it one. Yes, tomorrow I go to Ibiza and I am very excited about that. Ibiza is the island that literally changed my life. It is the place that showed me that there was a whole big wide world out there. I had been on holiday abroad before I went to Ibiza. I had gone on an 18 to 30s trip when I was 16, get that, with my school friends to Lorette de Mar. <laughs> now for anybody who is not so familiar with the Spanish coastline, Lorette de Mar is like the equivalent of where I used to go on holiday in England to Barry Island. It is on the Costa Brava. It is not cool. It is not chic. It's where the 18 to 30s holidays people go. So I'd done that and we'd had a blast, but it was not like, oh my goodness, this is what is available for me. 
it was, oh my goodness, am I really that gutted that that totally inappropriately old guy was not interested in me? (laughs) That was the vibe. Um, um, So Ibiza is the island that changed my life. I went there after my mum passed away. She went in the December and I decided, I think I decided maybe around the February, March that I was going to go and do the season over there. And I remember people thinking, she's not going to go. She's not going to do that. She's, She's just not. And I was really like, I'm doing it. I'm going. It's happening. It's on. And I must have left in hmm, around May, May, June time. And it was a blast. I met my best friend there and a couple of my friends came over. We worked in a bar called the Bay Bar Cafe around in San Antonio Bay. I met lots of workers, split up with my boyfriend at the time. Not cool. Did that on holiday. Definitely double not cool. Um, And what was interesting, why it was such a profound experience for me is that there were all of these amazing people there. I had on some level connected and made friends with people that I had never met. You know, our only really shared interest was the fact that we were in Ibiza doing the season and it was fun. And what was also interesting is, is that people were doing the summer in Ibiza and then they were doing the winters in India. And even though I still, to this day, have not been to India, for me, that concept of if you don't want to go back to the UK, if you don't want to go home, you you don't have to. That was really mind-blowing to me. And what I actually ended up doing was doing three months in Ibiza, then coming home and thinking that I was going to stay. And when I got home, just was not ready. So I was very much in the grieving process, although you wouldn't know it to look at me. It's only with hindsight, I know that part of the reason that I wanted to go away and be away is because my mum had died and I didn't really know how to deal and process it. So I didn't. I, I went abroad and got wrecked. <laughs> went to a lot of parties and it was a profound time in my life. It was a, it was a healing time in my life, although I genuinely feel that I've done a lot more of my healing in later years than during that period. But it also was the time where I started working out who I wanted to be and who I didn't want to be. So at the time when I left, I was lots of things that I didn't want to be. And during the four years that I was away, I, through the people that I met, through actions that I took, some smart, some very idiotic, some really caring and character forming, some really just things that I'm not somebody who really believes in regrets, but some things I'm like, oh, gives me shame. When I think about these are the decisions that I was making, I was still very young, you know, and even those decisions that kind of make me cringe, make me think like, God, if my kids were doing what I was doing then, I would not be happy. But every single one of those decisions are the reason why I'm sat here and you are listening to me now. So even though I don't always feel comfortable about my younger years, (laughs) And the choices that I made, I know that they were all necessary. And I know that when I came back, I came back and lived in Brighton and my dad then got sick. I was able to be there for my dad and for my sister who was still living at home at the time in in a way that when I reflect back on that period, I'm proud of myself. 
when I look at the way that I was when my mum passed, I'm not proud of myself. And being away for that time helped me step into that, helped me realise, okay, this is this is who I want to be when the chips are down and when things get tough. Anyway, since that time, I have been back to Ibiza many times. So the last time is when I was pregnant with Caesar 10 years ago. And what has always struck me is that the island has grown with me. Every time I've gone back, it's been a completely different experience. Every time it has been magical. Every time it has shown me something new. And I'm really, really, yeah, excited about what that gets to look like this time. And when I say excited, there was a slight pause there. The reason for the pause is that I'm not like, I'm going with my friend Laura, who's like an excited little puppy, like running around, like tail wagging. I'm not like that vibe excited, but I am like, okay, this is going to be cool. I wonder what, I wonder what. And I'm really open to seeing who we're going to play with, what we're going to dance to, you know, just what magic, what magic, what miracles are are going to open themselves up that, that are going to unfold in front of us this time. So I will report back. It is going to be fun, fun, fun. I know that. So outside of all of that good stuff, what I wanted to share with you is really the message of not giving up. So a few weeks ago, I got my Peloton, which if this is not your first episode, you will know. And I have been surprisingly consistent. So this is my third week. And I think that I have missed maybe, in fact, I'm looking now, one, two, three days, I've not done some kind of workout in three weeks. And I am very proud of that. I'm going to be even more proud in three months time when I tell you that I have continued to be consistent. And actually consistent doesn't mean working out every day. I don't need to do that by any stretch of the imagination. If I was doing three or four times a week, then I am going to be super, super happy with that. But right now I have only missed three days and that makes me feel so good. But what has been interesting is I took some time off and it was in fact this week, Sunday and Monday, because my body after two weeks was starting just to feel a little bit tired. My legs are feeling a little bit heavy. And the reason that I got the bike is that I want to be strong and I know that I'm just, I'm a little bit, I can be a bit lazy. I can be a little bit lazy. And so having the bike in the kitchen and being being able to hump hump on it (laughs) being able to hop on it as soon as I wake up which is that is my preference for working out anything that is later on in the day doesn't really work around the kids and I have most of my energy like early morning so that is my preference so being able to wake up and get straight on the bike it just works for me it is easy I was noticing my body feeling a little bit tired. And so I was like, okay, you just need to listen to your body and have a little bit of a break. So I took two days off. Getting back on the bike, the first ride was fine. The second ride, oh my goodness. I just, it was the first ride that I had done where my legs, my, I just could not. They have this thing called cadence, which is the speed at which your legs are rotating. I could not keep up with the woman. Her name is Ali Love. And there were times in that ride where I just, I really thought I was going to get off. 
I, there were times where I did effectively give up even trying to keep up with the cadence. I was just like, I can't do it. I'm just going to like, just let my heels pedal and yeah. And I'm not going to lie, like in the moment that felt really crap. I felt like I was letting myself down and I thought many times <laughs> within that, I think it was, I think it was only a 20 minute ride as well, which also made me feel like, oh you are just not developing. Like, you're going backwards, not forwards. There were many times during that 20-minute ride I just thought, God, just get off. Get off. Pick another ride. Get off. Start again. Get off. Do it tomorrow. Because this is painful. This hurts. But the advantage of doing a 20-minute ride is, obviously, once you get to 10 minutes, you've only got 10 minutes left. And the idea of giving up when you've only got 10 minutes left is ridiculous. Like, I am not dying. I can definitely, definitely stay on the bike for the next 10 minutes. So I'm just going to do that. And yeah, I'm not even going to try to uh, like hit the top of the cadence, but I am going to try. So I am going to just, I'm going to keep lifting up my heels because they talk about when you get tired, everybody just wants to push and actually you need to lift up your heels. So I'm, that's what I'm going to do. And I did it and I stayed on the bike and I got a personal best and... I got a personal best. When it comes to my output, it was the best that I'd ridden over 20 minutes. And I could not get my head around this. I was like, what? But, 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 but I couldn't keep up. And I was going to stop. And I was literally going to get off the bike. And this is like, it felt like my worst performance and it felt terrible and it was really hard. And I, and I literally at one point was just like, I I can't even be bothered. Like I just can't do it. And, and yeah, I go and get a personal best. What the what? It felt really, really good. And of course, the thing that kept going round and round in my head after was, but you nearly got off. You nearly stopped. If you'd have stopped, then you wouldn't have got your personal best. And you wouldn't be feeling this freaking great right now. Like, it got really hard. And you you literally almost got off the bike. I have to say, if I wasn't wearing cleats, which are the shoes that you have to clip into the pedals, if it was easier to have got off, I probably would have got off. (laughs) Let's be really real. But I didn't. And I got a personal best. And that felt really, really good. And one of the things that they say in the classes is progress over perfection, progress over perfection, progress over perfection. And that is a very, very powerful and helpful sentence to keep in mind. But what was interesting for me and my experience on that ride is that I didn't feel like I was making progress. I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it at the time. And it really got me thinking about all of the people who are launching and are in the middle of what feels like a really, really terrible launch. And they just want to stop showing up. And they just want to stop making the invitation because it feels so painful. And the pain of the idea of nobody signing up feels so uncomfortable that I would rather just get off and hide underneath my covers and not have to deal with this. I'm not available for it. Now, what's really interesting when I think about it in relation to launching is that sometimes you will launch and nobody will sign up. (laughs) 
nobody will sign up. And in that space, a lot of people will be saying to themselves, I knew I shouldn't have continued. I knew I shouldn't have done it. Like that was terrible, really embarrassing. I'm really shattered. I'm really tired. I'm really knackered. And I just should have, I should have followed my instinct when my instinct told me that this was going to be a dud and I should just get off the freaking bike. I should just stop the launch. And what I learned off the bike in the four years of traveling, making some great decisions, making some really poor decisions, is that every single step of that journey has led me to be sitting here talking to you about my freaking Peloton bike. (laughs) The internal journeys. And what I know is every single launch, the successful ones, the less successful ones, and the goddamn failures, every single one of them has been necessary. Every single one of them is useful. And every single one of them has been progress, even when it might not have looked like it. And you know what's really interesting is that today, when I got on the bike, I did a low impact ride. And at the start of the low impact ride, the woman says, this is not about personal bests. This is about, this type of ride is a great ride when you're feeling a little bit tired. You're just not really up for it. You don't want to go into beast mode. This is, you're going to sweat, but this is really about taking it easy. And again, I did this ride and my body felt heavy. I found it difficult to like keep pushing up the resistance and keep my legs going. And again, I just, I wondered, I thought about getting off. Like I was just like, the story in my head was, you know what, Suze, maybe you're just a little bit tired this week. Maybe you just need to give yourself a bit of a break. It's okay. You're not a loser if you get off. It's okay. But 20 minute ride, you get to 10 minutes, you're not getting off when you've only got 10 minutes left. So I do it. And I do my best. It might not be the best, but I am doing my best. And I finished this freaking ride with another personal best. What the what? What? How? Why is it when it feels so hard? And I am not, I am, what I am not promoting here is that it needs to feel hard in order for you to get a great result. I am not promoting that because I do not believe that. But it is interesting to me that my mind is telling me you're tired, you need to finish, you need to stop, you're not strong, you're getting weaker you're getting weaker. That's what my brain is telling me. And because my brain is telling me that it impacts the way that my body shows up, it impacts the way that I feel and those feelings impact my behavior. We know that that is the way that it works. And yet, by simply choosing to keep on going, the evidence after I have completed the ride tells me that not only am I making progress, but I am stronger than I have ever been since I got on this freaking bike. So I really, really want to let you know that what is true on the bike gets to be true in life. You get to choose to stay on. In the freedom experience, I say stay on the train. Stay on the choo-choo. Stay on the train. Stay on the bike. Because not only are you progressing, but you are getting stronger. You are learning more. You're building your experience. You're building your resilience. And everything is leading you to the point at which you sit down and you share your story for inspiration and motivation. Every single experience is leading you to the point where you sit down and you share with your children, your nieces, your nephews, your people, your community, what it took for you to be in the position to share your 
winner's story. So hear me when I say that this isn't a story about it needing to be hard. This is a story about not giving up. I hope that this has been useful, helpful, inspiring, whatever it is, whatever it needs to be for you today. I hope that it has been that. And if you have enjoyed this episode, do me a favor, hit me up on the gram. Please share, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway was. Come and join us over in the Quantum Success Hub for Conscious Leaders. Come and join and share the love. And please remember that faith plus action equals miracles.